Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... Astronauts at Law. <laughs> How do you even pronounce that if you want to make that pun work? Like, ast- ast- I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert in space law. <laughs> you need a specialist for that. <laughs> Call in the astronauts at law. <laughs> I'm an astroni. Um <laughs> So yeah, as you can, as you might, maybe, possibly, if you are in the right mood, have surmised, we're doing law films this week. Um, I object. Do you, Your Honor? <laughs> Do you want to change? It's a bit late to change it now, Tom. I, I, it is too late to change it. Uh, we're, I am we're stuck. the judge, <laughs> and, I, and I will sustain the objection. We're no longer doing law. <laughs> well, I'll allow it. <laughs> Her Honor, Rosie Margarella's back on the show. Hello. The, uh, Welcome back to the show. Me. The famed, it's... famed co-writer of um, of The People vs. Godzilla, Law <laughs> yes. Extraordinaire. Mm. I wrote that law in the, in the, into law. <laughs> the People vs. Godzilla, Godzilla can no longer do tax fraud. <laughs> <laughs> We got him! We got him! On his tax fraud. <laughs> tax evasion! Now he has to go back into the bay. <laughs> How are you doing, Rosie? I am doing wonderful. It is a wonderful Sunday, and I am on a wonderful podcast. Aww. Ah, you know what? No, no, no one, not even our guests, nor our listeners, describe us as, as wonderful. So that's... <laughs> 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 Nobody, not your loved ones, not your family. No, <laughs> no, but no. my my mum has described it as a little bit too long. Um, <laughs> that's she won't yep. mind me saying that because she'll never hear me say that. So, uh... especially, especially <laughs> if we put this at the end of the podcast, mm. <laughs> she'll look at the time code and go, "Nope, yeah. <laughs> no, not listening to that." That's approaching an hour. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, no, that's uh, that's not us. It's not. Uh, I don't have time for that. No, sorry. Very busy woman, and I haven't got all day to piss around with your podcast, Tom. <laughs> I don't know. Why my mum is like the poshest person. Um, <laughs> it's not what your mum sounds like. So uh, it's too. It's too long. That's that's, <laughs> that's that's how my family have. That's how my the entirety of my family have described the show. <laughs> too long because no one else has described it. <laughs> okay, so. From Ross Originals, we've got Prosecution Naps. <laughs> the Prosecution Naps. Yep. You know why I picked this one? Is it because there's the a potential for it to be a baby? Yeah, it's the potential for it to be a baby lawyer. <laughs> the, 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 more, the more and more I do this podcast, the more I question whether I actually did direct Boss Baby. <laughs> Is this going to be an John? animated film? Yeah, if you if you look at the director for Boss Baby, it's got my name on it, so like it, it could be me. But 
and it's uh, it's me gone back to the future. Like, I want to make a film where babies are boss. <laughs> <laughs> this is a baby what? lawyer. Uh, Wouldn't it be amazing if a baby was a boss? <laughs> That's my impression of Tom McGrath. That, well, where did you get that recording from, uh, from DreamWorks Animation from? Look, it's from the... boss stuff, like a suit. <laughs> and a briefcase and that. That's just a... You've just taken clips from the uh, the Blu-ray like commentary there, haven't you? <laughs> I walked into the studio, right, and uh, I thought... <laughs> Michael Caine! <laughs> How funny would it be if uh, a baby tried to be a boss? My favourite new Tom character is is um, uh, Michael Caine vastly underestimating the work that goes into film writing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, wouldn't it be funny if there was a baby who was a boss? <laughs> so... Right, I've I've got an idea for a another film, uh, riding on the high of my latest film, Boss Baby. Uh, so this one is about a baby lawyer, uh, and uh, it's called The Prosecution Naps. Um, now we've got Alec Baldwin dressed as a baby. Uh, it's not a CG film <laughs> this time. I want action. to do it. I want to do it grounded and real. As with all my films previously, I've done it uh, like with Madagascar and the sequel Penguins of Madagascar and Boss Baby and The Stork. Uh, I uh, I, th- I believe, I think that was me. Uh, maybe Mega Mind. I don't know. I've, I, I don't like to keep track of my own career, to be honest. <laughs> um, in this one, it's Alec Baldwin. And he is dressed as a baby. We wheel him in to a real-life courtroom in a baby buggy, retrofitted <laughs> to be the size to carry Alec Baldwin. So it is <laughs> a big. It's a. It's a big. It's a big baby car. I'm going. going this is what I want to see, right? This is, it's... <laughs> it's Alec Baldwin in a big baby carriage. What I have to ask is. So yes, we have Alec Baldwin. He is. A lawyer who is in a baby costume and he is at, he's as a baby in this. Yeah. Are the other characters portrayed by other actors or by actual babies? Um, they're all they're all real, real actors. I think um, I think they're all just adults, right? They're all it's, adults. It's just the lawyer who's a baby. But they've uh. all been <laughs> amped up to make the baby carriage look like a normal baby carriage and not <laughs> and not something it's, to hold it's baby Alec court, Baldwin. Yeah. But yeah, actually, yeah, but actually, what we had to do, and you'll see this in behind the scenes, what we actually had to do was basically make a Mad Max like contraption, like a huge caged structure to have Alec Baldwin, like Alec Baldwin, sort of suspended within it, uh, <laughs> so it looked like he was lightly nestled amongst this, um, amongst this nice fluffy cushion. When actually, what it was was a very, very pointy cage full of wires. <laughs> so. Pushing Alec Baldwin into this courtroom is is Tina Fey uh, okay. on stilts, obviously, uh, on stilts with some giant prosthetic hands. She essentially has Hulk hands on and is just yeah, pushing yeah. this, pushing pushing the pram. No- nothing else has been bigger. She's just on stilts and has Hulk hands, and that's the only indicator we have that she's an adult. 
and she's pushing. <laughs> she's We're pushing not even going to spray them the correct color. It's, it's just going to be green. They're just going to be the green Hulk cans. I'm almost uh, certain. Yes, I am an adult. <laughs> I, I'm almost certain that Terry Gilliam, uh, but was the one who directed this film. <laughs> we give her a mustache as well. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. So what's here's the thing, Tom. I I buy this. I like this yeah, yeah. concept. Okay. Um. I I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. But much like the executive who decided they needed a more realistic uh, lion in the Lion King. Um. <laughs> I I just can't see the vers- verisimilitude of it. Um. I... Like. Hmm. How. What, I need a scene that tells me how Alec Baldwin the baby is so good at being a lawyer. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, well, well. Um we wheel this baby in, right? We, we we don't we don't even need. We don't even need to prove that he's a good lawyer. What we do, right? It's because he's he's the prosecution. He's the prosecution lawyer. We just have like Vin Diesel or something. Vin Diesel's going down for whatever reason. Like he crashed a car or something. He drove a car um, on a bridge um, and then parachuted to safety. Yes, yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the crime he's going he's going down for. <laughs> we have it very well documented um, that he does he did that. Um, yeah, yeah, we, we've got footage <laughs> at the start of Triple X. Yeah, we uh, he he steals the governor of California or whatever's car and drives it off a bridge, parachuting to safety. That's the crime he committed. Vendors <laughs> all, um, <laughs> you are being accu- you have been accused of stealing the governor of California's car. Yeah, and parachuting <laughs> to safety <laughs> while driving it off a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? I'm what was that? It's the real man. You don't like my Vin Diesel impression? <laughs> that's, that's the best Vin Diesel impression I've heard anyone do. That's and and also right has convinced me that when there's an in- Inspector Gadget reboot, the claw needs to be played by Vin Diesel. <laughs> I'll get you, Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes. Why am I on trial? <laughs> right, he says that, I'm just a baby. and then <laughs> Jonathan Price is the judge in this one, I think. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Jonathan uh, Price is the judge. Vin Diesel's also dressed as a baby, <laughs> not not because yeah. he is a baby, but because he wants to. He wants to dress it's as a, a baby hey, to make him. It's just his thing, okay? Yeah, yeah. The judge. Well. It, it's part of his thing. His lawyer was just like, we've got to make you look as innocent as possible, right? <laughs> so we lawyer. dress you up as a oh baby. Oh my god, who's, his lawyer is Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> Only Danny it's... DeVito can portray a character that believably has that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've got to make you look as innocent as possible. <laughs> Here you go. Got a bin, it's a pacifier, it's your baba, your rattle. I'm gonna be dressed as a baby too. <laughs> and then um, the, the prosecution, uh, Tina Fey is, is the assistant to Alec Baldwin, right? Tina Fey, who's supposed to be the prosecution in this, is like, 
Oh no, oh no, oh god no, we got Judge Price? We got Judge Price? He's fallen for this same fucking baby ruse three co- three cases in a row. <laughs> <laughs> every time, every time he does this fucking, DeVito does this fucking baby shit, Judge Price falls for it, pronounces them innocent without even asking the jury, <laughs> and then, and then... I'm fucked. I'm fucked. This is my first big case. Yeah. Oh, so, what am I going to so do? So that's why Alec Baldwin <laughs> is dressed as a baby. That's why but Alec he Baldwin also is, is a, baby. a baby. It's yeah, very confusing. Is, yeah. That's why <laughs> Tina Fey has to go and get the most law-savvy baby in the history <laughs> of man. So Danny DeVito, as he sees Alec Baldwin coming in through the courtroom doors, he's like, oh, shit. Oh no! Like, cause, cause they've had beef in the past, and yeah. and uh, Baldwin is like the most, the best baby lawyer. Danny DeVito stole some candy for him a few from, from yeah. a few years back. <laughs> he thought it'd be easy, but it turns out it was the, it was everything but. That's a, that's a whole prequel we've got to work on later. <laughs> Taking candy from baby lawyers. That that is in fact the inciting incident as to why Alec Baldwin became a baby lawyer. He had his candy stolen, and there was no justice. There was no justice whatsoever. He went to baby law school, got his baby law degree. <laughs> I so, I genuinely love uh, like when when I see a baby like crying out in public, which you know I don't anymore, but you know it, when you do see a baby out in pu- public, and their their parents sort of carrying it past, and you can just see its face. Right, that is a human face full of human rage, and, and <laughs> the great thing about that is that usually when you see a human face full of human rage, you go, "That person's got something to be angry about." And so, like, I like to in my head sometimes be like, you know, the baby's like, Wah! and I'm like, "This will go no further. <laughs> this injustice will not stand." I have been taken away from the vague object I saw before, and now it doesn't exist. <laughs> this far, Does... no further, Judge <laughs> Judge Price, says, Does... says Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin, the baby lawyer, not have object permanence in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's making these speeches, and we have a sort of like, you know, situation uh where like we we can hear him speaking and doing this massive law speech and then we cut to this perspective of jonathan price and it's just "Ah, ah." (laughs) (laughs) well i think then the judge price goes i now call nap time gavel goes down (laughs) and then the film ends because this pitch has gone on long enough um (laughs) i i I do have I do have to, like, there is at least one scene in which Danny DeVito gets very worried and just has to look at Vin Diesel and say, Oh no, we're losing them! Quickly, act as cute as he can! And Vin Diesel just has to look at the camera and go, Goo goo caca. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Vin Diesel. My cousin Vin Diesel. What what happens in the end is that uh, Danny DeVito tries to switch the babies, so uh, because they look so similar, um, all babies switch look the Vin same. Diesel with Alec Baldwin. Yeah, exactly. He during right. nap time, Danny DeVito sneaks sneaks over and tries to switch them round. 
so that okay. you know like Vin Diesel can go into a life of, of, of law and it is Alec Baldwin who will go to jail um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, to get uh, back at Alec Baldwin and at, at the last moment the because uh, nobody notices at the last moment as, as part of the trial they gave um, them all uh, baby food because Tina Fey was trying to prove that Vin Diesel wasn't a baby and actually Vin Diesel refused to eat the baby food because uh, he's not a baby uh, at the last minute um, there's a terrible smell just before Alec Baldwin is sent to jail uh, Jonathan Price is picking up the baby to send it to jail or Alec Baldwin I should say to send it to jail and um, and there's a terrible he's like oh what's that smell that smells like digested baby food wait a minute you're not Vin Diesel's character baby the criminal <laughs> one and uh, that's the that's the end of the film they they actually they they uh, yeah. it all ends happily that Jonathan Price can tell babies apart only by smell of poo <laughs> he's the baby hunter <laughs> That's what he gets. The, that's that's the next film. We've got a yeah, prequel yeah. to. We've got a prequel to do, which is taking candy from a baby, and a yeah. sequel, which is Jonathan Price, the Baby Hunter. So from Jeff Beard, we've got it's just us, just injustice. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's, it's just, just us. us, just injustice. Yes. Um. So, I, I, so there's, there is, a, it's just us. Um, kind of uh, uh, indicates a kind of intimacy in terms of like, I e- either like that it's you know emotionally romantically intimate, or even better that they're just in a small space. Um, <laughs> and I kind of like the idea. There's, there's a Star Trek episode where the 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 Enterprise just keeps shrinking, um, and there are fewer and fewer people on every time they check uh, on it every time they check until it's just one room. And I kind of like the idea that they just get keep getting moved into smaller and smaller courtrooms until they can't fit a jury in. <laughs> okay. Starring Justin Justice, who is played Just... by... Uh, I have no idea. I'm going to say Danny Pudi. <laughs> Danny Pudi from yeah. Community. Yep. Going to have to look uh, up who that is. <laughs> Captain America the Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. For a Community cameo in, uh, in Captain <laughs> America the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, if, you've seen, if you've seen Community, Cat- it's Abed. Um, gotcha, gotcha. I haven't, I haven't uh, watched the show, but he's 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 good. Uh, either way, like he's he's called Justin Justice, and right. um, he's so a who is star... saying the title of the film? He, he's Star Lawyer. Yeah. Um. He he is Star Lawyer, um. Which means he is best lawyer on on the world. Probably. Who is saying the name title... like that? <laughs> Who is saying the title of the film, Tom? Uh, well, maybe the person he's trying to convict. Okay. Like yes. Like oh, so, so his like nemesis. A... <laughs> yeah. So he's trying to put away this dangerous, murderous criminal who keeps getting away with it by mysteriously. Who is the audience? Means. 
What? Who is the audience? It's it's a first person view. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, you're in the dock. There. Yeah. You're in the dock and you're being you've been put on trial. And, and basically, it's... as you go through, it's like it kind of like one of those uh, ARG games, not even ARG games. The kind of like games, the um, the video games, the game, the FMV. That's what I'm one thinking of. Those. of. Um, you know where the it's, VR you, games. Yeah, you're being shown video and uh, like like you know Night Trap or Her Story or whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, you are like uh, in your like <laughs> in the cinema. Imagine this. Imagine if a like. A, a, a law film was shot entirely from first person and then you were in the cinema watching that I would feel so guilty yeah. the whole time <laughs> yeah <laughs> like what you are one it's of like, it's like watching a Jordan Peele film you you are one of six million people looking out of two eyes like sort of <laughs> <laughs> um, but either way, right? Like you're being and slowly over the course of this film, you as the audience get told the thing, the terrible things that you've done, and also the mysterious circumstances in which you you escaped capture or or kind of um, uh, escaped sort of uh, blame for these for these crimes, and you've done all sorts of horrible murders. It's very grim. Um, but then everyone, like, the way you escaped the first time was that, like, for instance, the cops all, ra- you ran into a house of mirrors, and um, the cops all, like, bonked their noses on, 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 on glass mirrors. A terrible and, crime. Yeah. A terrible crime. <laughs> the worst. Uh, well, this is, how, this is how you escaped the first crime. You, what you yeah. actually did was actually just shoplift a toffee apple. Um, oh. Uh, but... Like blooming heck, that's against the Geneva Convention. That, <laughs> but the cops came right after you because they oh, do. Yeah. And then you ran into a house of mirrors and disappeared, <laughs> while the while the cops ran into a mirror and bonked their bonked their noses on it and then oh, went, went unconscious. Heck. And then the, the judge is like, bang bang, Officer Keenan, um, what what were you doing? How come you didn't manage to 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 catch this criminal and when he first made his dastardly deed and obviously just a load of cops <laughs> in the in the in the in the thing the, the sitting place yeah in the sitting place the sitting place in a courtroom they're you getting, all know they're getting the cross examined yeah. as witnesses yeah they've all got chairs pink noses pink <laughs> swollen <laughs> noses and and the the, the cops just like well uh, he, they ran into a, a house of mirrors, and I, I it was it was all very confusing. <laughs> I um, I bonked my nose, nose. I bonked <laughs> I bonked my schnozer. I got a I got a booby on my schnozer. <laughs> got a boo boo. So, on, so my, on my on my on my breathing holes. And then and then. Um, like halfway through the film, like you, the 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 camera like looks down, um, and then uh, <laughs> the, you you hear the the judge who's being played by, and I you have know. no legs. It's, <laughs> it's fucking weird. Uh, halfway through, you like look down, and the camera like pans down, and then you get called back to attention by the judge who's being played by Iron. Who 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 should be playing this judge? Jeremy uh, Irons. Joe Pesci. Joe, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Is a ah, good, come good on. Guy. What you fucking not not fucking paying attention to the to the to your own trial? 
It's not a bad Pesci impression. 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 But you're not paying attention to your own trial. Come on, you're being on put on trial. You can at least you can do is 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 listen and then um don't make me get my gun don't don't do it don't <laughs> he You're... points right at the he points right at the camera and says this is the problem <laughs> with society <laughs> the camera, which is us we are society we're society we live that's, in a society that's you that's you're the problem <laughs> you're... i'm gonna make sure you go down for so long <laughs> so but in the meantime while the character was looking down actually we changed the set out completely right for a smaller courtroom <laughs> what oh yeah i forgot this was the premise of the uh, film <laughs> and each time in each time like th- th- that happens something comes in to distract it including you're know, like at one point like a car like breaks down outside the the, the building and there's just this backfire bang and then everyone looks out <gasps> and then uh like uh joe joe pesci's like oh no did my gun go off again um uh, and no it, it was just a car backfiring uh your honor <laughs> Um, and uh, yeah, and then each time the, the courtroom gets smaller and smaller until it's just Joe Pesci and you. And then, <laughs> and then the and camera have to fight him. Oh, and and well, Danny Pudi, who is supposed to be the just um, injustice. Oh yeah, no, sorry, it's not Joe Pesci. Joe, even Joe Pesci disappears at one point, and then it's just mm. you and Danny Pudi, who at this point has done nothing yet in the film. He's been cross-examining then... you. He's very smart. He's very clever. Yeah, um, and then the camera moves in and... for a good kiss. And then the film ends. Danny Pudi says, you, uh, "Yeah, you just you just us. hear you just hear the voice of uh, let's say um, Michael Fassbender um, <laughs> saying it's just us, just injustice." <laughs> Come here, give me a kissy whiskey. And the camera, <laughs> the camera pans away from the perspective of our protagonist, who is the audience. And we turn and see that the person on trial has actually been a person whose head is actually a mirror. A mirror <laughs> to society. And it's Michael Fassbender holding this Sony Handycam. Oh. It's it's another Frank situation where it's just it's it's Michael Fassbender, but you never see his face. It's underneath the mirror mask. <laughs> Hello. Michael, you do, you do it's Michael Fassbender's body, but he's got a camera on his head for a head. <laughs> <laughs> and um <laughs> uh and or or a drawing of a, a, a cinema audience is, is for like a <laughs> like a like a, what, a courtroom drawing you know, a courtroom artist is a sketch of a of a, a cinema audience and that's his head <laughs> oh boy right uh, <laughs> let's like, move on he's like he's like oh i love you uh, danny Pudi. his character justin justice I think you're great. <laughs> Michael Fassbender getting more and more Irish. I think it's... you're bloody. I think you're absolutely amazing. <laughs> Where is Michael Fassbender? I'm Michael from? Fassbender. <laughs> I'm from. <laughs> I'm from Newcastle, and you and you. Nobody can tell me nothing different. 
<laughs> All right, so that was it's just us, just injustice. I think that's how it ends. <laughs> uh, Michael Fassbender saying that. Right. So those are all our honourable mentions. Thank you to everyone who's given us titles this week. Remember to go to our social media. Those are facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast and Twitter at Life's a Pitch Show as well. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Give us your titles so we can pitch them on an episode. So now we move on to our final major pitch from Scott Foster, who's given us astronauts at law. Space law. The courtroom is on the moon. Of course. <laughs> of, of course, course it is. Of co- like, because, yeah, oh, moon, moon law. Oh, do you know what? You're going to be happy, Tom, because this is definitely going to be one of those dusty, dusty uh, space tubes sci-fis where, you, oh, yeah. where it's just like someone's first jaunt somewhere um, and you've got to contend with the uncaring void of space um, mm. uh, you love those don't you um, yeah um, so it's a race it's been a race not just to get the moon but to put laws on the moon because whoever gets to whoever <laughs> builds a courtroom there first is the peop- is the person who gets to make laws for the moon and therefore, um, uh, and and therefore, kind of rules the moon by they get to make taxes, they get to make uh, like what you can and can't do if you're Russian, um, like mm-hmm. you know you can you basically yeah. they who control the courtroom control the moon, and that's the tagline for this film. <laughs> yeah, because right now you can just go to the moon right now in the year 2020 AD. You can go to the moon right now and murder someone, and it's fine. Yeah. There's no, there, there's no repercussions. We have to put laws on the moon. No repercussions. <laughs> we really do. Um, there's someone has to, because otherwise, those guys we don't like. Oh, you know that those people we don't like. The country that you're thinking right now. Oh, they're gonna get in there and make laws. And I'll tell you what, you're not gonna like it. Ah, oh, that's that's those are the stakes. Okay, well, yeah. I, I've been looking at some fun space law stuff while we've been coming up with <laughs> okay. the premises. Do you know that, like, people were selling property on the moon, mm. and it it basically that the whole thing was they weren't sure how to do it because <laughs> the moon is technically a, a part of uh, like again, it's it's land that none of us can touch yeah yeah it's like no, no so one it's has like... no one has ownership over the moon uh mm. no nation has ownership over the moon like it's it's like you know antarctica and stuff right it's like mm. it's all kind of seen as generally just a place you don't you don't exercise control over yeah so uh it, it lists here <laughs> three people who have land on the moon and that is George Lucas Ron Howard and Carrie Fisher okay <laughs> all all of which I believe should be stars of this movie <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah Ron Howard it, I feel like Ron Howard is the odd one out there <laughs> something Ron about him doesn't actor. feel he doesn't feel right at this <laughs> yeah <laughs> right right Ron Howard should feel probably more at home with going to the moon. He directed Apollo 13. I suppose so, yeah. Yeah. It's... <laughs> it's, it's and, just... and Solo, a Star Wars story. Wait, did he direct that? 
Yeah. All right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I. He, he was in. He was in American Graffiti, directed by George Lucas. The, the, those those three people are all linked there's a, quite there's a quite line. strongly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. That's that's fair enough then. I just didn't know that he he, yeah. he did. He was Star Wars associated. So I was just like, you know, I can see the association with <laughs> with Gary Fisher, Fisher and George Lucas. Yeah. But 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 Ron Howard. What? Okay. So yeah, I uh, I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking right. They have a house on the moon. They have they have three three they houses. Have a house in, on the moon. In suburbs moon on the house. moon. In suburbs. Yeah. This yeah, is yeah. supposed to be a race to build a courtroom. They haven't gotten to the courtroom yet. Well, well, well. That they all right. This is the thing. There's houses on the moon. There, there is yet to be a court on the moon. I like right? so, Tom. I like. Here's the parts of this I like. I love the fact that I, I can imagine like Carrie Fisher in one domed bubble with just a nice house, uh, and then like George Lucas, or, like George Lucas, like I don't know. Let's call it like. Um, 400 feet away and visible from across yeah. a crater is yeah. um, is is another bubble inside which is George Lucas in his bungalow and then like yeah. um, we've got like we've got like a, a, a block of flats that Ron Howard's uh, living in <laughs> just by himself cause... like a retirement home <laughs> yeah. but just with Ron Howard yeah it's, it's a block of flats he's got the penthouse obviously but he was expecting to be able to sell land on this uh <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's expecting to sell these flats, but then you know SpaceX yeah, never really managed but, to fish her but, up there. Yeah, no one ever, no one ever got up there. But uh, I think, I think uh, George Lucas, being the generous man that he is, uh, just invites them both round for tea, in which Ron Howard gets murdered. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's kind of oh. like a, a, a judicial who done it. Uh, Ron Howard is murdered. Um, during this dinner party, <laughs> I'm not sure how. Um, and then the only two witnesses are like it's either Carrie Fisher and George Lucas. And Carrie Fisher's like, "Well, I think you 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 must have done it. Why did you do it?" And he's like, "I didn't do it. You did it. Well, like, I I can't believe you would put this on me. There's no, you know, there's no there's no police here. Why are you trying to palm this off on me? You know, you did it, Carrie Fisher. Um, I, I I can't believe you don't do such a thing." Uh, I I I I'm I'm completely offended. Uh, I, that you would you you you'd palm this thing off on me. What are you trying to gain here, Carrie Fisher? Um, and um, says George Lucas <laughs> or Kermit the Frog. Um, oh. <laughs> and uh, says George Lucas, played by Kermit the Frog. And or Ray Romano. Oh, oh yeah, Ma. Yeah, <laughs> Carrie Fisher. <laughs> Ma, Carrie um, Fisher did a carefully. <laughs> She's a murderer, right. um, and so and and so there's this whole situation where they're like, and then honestly, this is so this is going to be so camped up. What's going to happen is Carrie Fisher and George Lucas are going to fold their arms and put their backs to each other and go like, "Well, I'm going to build a courtroom so I can try you. Well, I'm going to build a courtroom as well." <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, no. Ron Howard bleeding out on the Help on the dining room floor. <laughs> I'm not dead. He's not dead yet. <laughs> I know who did no, it. No, you shut up, Ronnie. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you shut up, Ronnie. Uh. And, so, 
<laughs> and so they both get to work going out with these on these long tethers from their bubbles out into the <laughs> out into the crater making <laughs> make building putting brick to mortar and building a courthouse so i i really like the idea that the jury for this is is the entire cast of star wars because <laughs> uh, they, they is george lucas's friends yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> they arrive on a big on a big like you know similarly wobbly mission as it what is it always is to get <laughs> to get up to the moon it's not like we've made space travel easier or like going to and from the moon really easy no they're on a fucking like apollo style like this... spacecraft <laughs> struggling this takes to place land in the this takes place in the 70s <laughs> yeah <laughs> Anthony Anthony Daniels is the only one who knows how to work this fucking thing. <laughs> so it's it's not even like the cast of Star Wars now. It's like <laughs> you've got Har- Harrison Ford, you've got yeah. Peter Mayhew, yeah. Mark Hamill, uh Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis, as, as yeah. Like a child. Yeah. <laughs> child Warwick Davis. Um you got James Earl Jones. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You got the the Welshman who played Darth Vader in the suit. Yep. Um, can't remember his name. <laughs> and neither can anyone else, and that's the joke that we use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's sort of in this rocket with him, and it's like, who is that guy? I I've been. Uh, it's Tom Jones. We have that played by Tom Jones. I, th- I want to say Daniel, <laughs> but. I, I've, I've actually learnt it now. I've actually remembered what his name is. Uh, what did I say? Daniel David? Da- no. Dan! No, he didn't turn around. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> me, David! Me, David! Oh, me, thank God you're here. Meanwhile, meanwhile, he's there talking to Warwick Davis as a kid, being like, they'd always fucking forget my name. It's a fucking disgrace. I work with them on set every fucking... Every day for a, for a year. For a year. And they fucking forget my name just because I was in a suit. Yeah. Didn't even bother to use my voice. I did. I, you know, I auditioned for the Darth Vader voice role. Yeah. I even did the breathing. Davis is just like that. Must be really tough. Uh, yeah, I got, it would have this, been iconic. I got this job um, because I'm little. <laughs> I got this job because I'm big. <laughs> and then they shake hands and decide to become best friends. So they they go up to to this this courtroom that is it's that it, they've right that they've taken two sides. Like George Lucas and Carrie Fisher have both built this courtroom one half each. So like one is designed very much like George Lucas would sort of um sort of with a load of uh, influences from Kurosawa <laughs> uh, <laughs> for some reason um mainly being propped up by uh, John Williams as architectural designs yeah yeah, um, yeah. He's, as well. he's asked John Williams for a favor uh, yeah. <laughs> in this case well this uh this this courtroom this part of your courtroom sounds really good uh George not gonna lie it's it's re- it's really helped out by the soundtrack um it's it's not put together very well but the soundtrack really helps 
helps build the core room. I'm doing a Star Wars joke, Matt. Yeah. And Rosie, I'm doing a I'm doing a Star Wars bit. It's a um, good one. I don't Ca- un- I don't Fisher's... understand it. Well, it's a film uh, that came out in the 70s. Oh, I, before um, I was born, Tom, I don't understand it. Yeah, mm. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, Carrie, Fi- what does Carrie Fisher's half of the uh, of the courtroom look like? Um, um, oh, Carrie Fisher's half of the courtroom is is mainly like jagged spikes. She's building a Mad Max uh, kind of thunderbolt <laughs> sort of situation. Yeah, she has yeah. a flail that she's just waving over her head the whole time. <laughs> Uh, throughout throughout the court scene, and she's she's radicalized like a big a big portion of the Star Wars cast. Um, yeah, like especially David, the uh, you know is is second the second in command. Is it David? David Daniel David? Uh, da- da- Daniel Damien? I want to say Damien, <laughs> the guy who was in the Star the Darth Vader suit. Uh, <laughs> the guy who was in the Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, the guy who was in the Star Wars. You know the one in the big. Mr. Yeah, Star yeah, Wars big, himself. In the, in, in the big Dark Invader suit. Um, you know the one. Um, so uh, anyway, yeah, they, she's she's radicalized the sort of like lesser known cast members into uh, into this Mad Max arrangement. <laughs> yeah, and they're like they're like zooming across the the surface of the moon and buggies. <laughs> m- m- mean, meanwhile, Ron Howard's still bleeding out on the floor. <laughs> well, he's going to be our Deus Ex Machina for sure, Tom. <laughs> well, I've got a, I've got a very very uh, Ron Howard Deus Ex Machina that has to do with the with the apartments he was living in. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so right, they're, they're all in this courtroom, right? And which which one? What which, is which courtroom are they, are they doing? Well, the, it's it, they both built two halves. It's of it. down the middle. Oh, and they just, just pushed it right together. down the middle. <laughs> down the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, like the George Lucas's, um, and you got yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't go past um, this line in the sand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You have to ask the the prosecuted which side they want to be on when they're being tried. <laughs> yeah, and it turns out like everyone's scared of going into Carrie Fisher's Thunderdome court, uh, but <laughs> like, but it turns out that she's got a pretty good grasp of law, whereas George Lucas has yeah. just suck, sort of made it up as he went along. Um, it's actually a very fair court on Carrie Fisher's side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's you know it's very much kind of frontier practical justice whereas whereas George Lucas has just he's just written too much and then tried to explain everything. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a very he has very Calvin Ball esque law. <laughs> um. So anyway, they're trying to try each other, right? Like, there's no way. Like this at the at the top at the top of this uh, in in the very center of this thing like against one wall is um, like in between the divide between in this courtroom there's a big chair a big throne that's like half made of jagged metal and half made of whatever the fuck it was that George Lucas is doing um, yeah <laughs> bits of the set from Star yeah. Wars half jagged- half jagged spikes half Millennium Falcon half carbonite um, yeah. and uh, <laughs> with the Harrison Ford's face and Harrison Ford's just like come on guys let me down from here let me out <laughs> <laughs> this isn't funny <laughs> this isn't funny anymore <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, like what, what? So there's this. Who's gonna be the judge? And and who's gonna be like? We know who the jury is, but they're all like polarized. Um, Alec Guinness is the judge. Alec Guinness is the judge. Okay. Yeah, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. So they're all sat there and they're trying to figure out who's who's done it, who's killed, who's done the first murder on the moon. Oh, uh, so I call my uh, first defendant, uh, uh, George Lucas, please come to the floor. Uh, What have you got to say for yourself, Georgie boy? Uh, Hello, Your Honor. Uh, I I just wanted to say that I I think you're you're doing a great job. Uh, Could you... Thank you. Could you maybe just uh, sound a little more imposing? Um, that would be great uh, if you if you could just be uh, like like a judge, you know. You want to sound like a judge, um, but other than that, I think you're doing a great job, and uh, uh, you know, I'm 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 innocent. Not quite what I asked for, but uh, I'll move on to the next <laughs> the next person, Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher, if you can hear me. <laughs> yes. She can't. Over what the, what over what do you want? <laughs> While rubbing a chainsaw. <laughs> well, what have you got to say for yourself, Carrie Fisher? Have have you done the murder of Ron Howard? <laughs> she looks over to George Lucas and just gives him the finger. <laughs> just flips him off. Typical Carrie Fisher move. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. That, that, is, that is exactly... Uh... <laughs> What? She's giving him the finger while swinging the flail over her head. <laughs> right. Well, I don't think this. I don't think this. I think the jury has got much to go on there. Um, this this courtroom has not been very well thought through. Um, in fact, the person the person who's murdered has not died yet. They're just they're still bleeding out and desperately seeking medical attention. Um, it strikes me that someone. Uh, that you could have made a hospital in the time you. you... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Someone call Moon One One. <laughs> moon One One. Yeah. Moon is the new number. That sounds like a K-pop band. If I ever, <laughs> if I ever heard one. So right, uh, this is where the film ends. They call Moon One One, <laughs> and it's just a load of Ron Howard clones from that apartment. <laughs> They all just pour out, right? And, they, and it's not even like this. They're walking out, right? They all crawl yeah. with distort, <laughs> like distort, distended limbs, sort of like yeah. kind of uh, double jointed and like cracking and stuff, crawling out of the windows and just like a hive of Ron Howards. Yeah, yeah. And, and they all just sort of tear off bits to make a new Ron Howard. <laughs> and he's like, "Well done, guys. You saved me." Let's let's all have a <laughs> big <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sorry, but he has too pie. many limbs now. He has too many limbs now. <laughs> Ron Howard, he's got eight arms. <laughs> and then and then uh, like oh, we're, you mean you mean me and Carrie are both both off the hook? We didn't we didn't kill anyone. Uh, and uh, yeah, and he, he's like yes, this is the natural life cycle of Ron Howard. <laughs> <laughs> this is the nice natural and then, and, then, race. and then and then and then George Lucas says, "Well, you know, why we're while we're here, you wanna? I've got an idea for the movie. Uh, if you wanted to wanted to try it out." <laughs> and then it freeze frames and goes, "Happy Days" was filmed in front of a live studio audience. 
<laughs> Star Wars that I'm filmed in front of a live moon. <laughs> Not a moon, a space station. It was filmed purely using moonlight. <laughs> we taped over moonlight. <laughs> in order to get this footage we got the we got the videotape of Moonlight the film that came out a few years ago and just <laughs> taped over it with this remember that remember taping over stuff <laughs> I do a simpler time a simpler time <laughs> bring it back <laughs> and that's where the film ends that's George <laughs> Lucas screaming that at the uh, at the it's camera a very thought provoking film <laughs> remember American Graffiti Remember those cars? <laughs> those cars were good, weren't they? Remember those? <laughs> Remember I didn't have to worry about politics or being right and right and good? <laughs> Remember when people didn't expect anything of you because you just you just drove a car around? <laughs> Had so... discovered yourself among your friends? Made decisions for your future? So... That was Astronauts at Law. <laughs> I think that came If you can well. believe it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> uh, so, um, if you have enjoyed Astronauts at Law, um, then I would uh, heartily, heartily encourage you to tell your friends about, well, I mean, not just Astronauts at Law, but you can use that as kind of the, 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 the wedge, the thin end of the, of the wedge or the, the, the tip of the spear in order to launch into a conversation about how much you love the Lives of Pitch podcast. Um, and, mm. and if you're not that kind of person who wants to dominate, uh, dominate conversation by talking about your favourite podcast, um, what's, what's wrong with you? Do it anyway. Um, but yeah. if, if, oh, if, if, you're, if you're... <laughs> if you're Be resolute cool. in that opinion... Just, just, <laughs> just come on. Just get, just get, yeah. get with it. You square. Um, <laughs> but but um, if if you are resolute in that opinion, then uh, you could always go over to patreon.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast and slip us a little bit of dosh on the sly. Uh, and by on the sly, <laughs> I mean you'll have your name read out um, on on the podcast. <laughs> um, and it only need be like one dollar a month, and you will you will have your name read out as, as a culprit for funding this travesty um, mm. or, or good podcast is what I meant to say um, and uh, you know you get you can get bonus stuff if you if you uh, have give us like five dollars a month you can get a bonus pitch every single week which adds like you know between like eight and 15 minutes to the length of the podcast every week um, uh, which you know Tom's mom is not gonna like <laughs> no, no, she, she, she. Every minute over half an hour, she, she, she is not going to listen to. So, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, just uh, pop over there to patreon.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast in order to help the podcast out. We don't have a marketing budget. We don't have uh, like any budget really, apart from these people who actually uh, are, are the people who are funding the Life's a Pitch podcast. Um, and those names are... Ross Originals, Brandon Spanky Mills. Does nobody find it odd that a dragon targeted whales? Jeremy L. Kyam, Stephen D. Thomas, fingers to hand. Mr. Beakfast, a group called Husk Dawn have captured the channel. James Delaney, new scramble. More like old mortgage rates. In today's news, vigilantes have stolen breakfast. Brent Black... I yearn for a simpler time, Mavis. Remember BP Beans? 
Look, I'm sorry I prefer to eat out, but it makes me feel like I exist. <laughs> Where this Turner has broken free and is battling the serial dragon of Wales, Joseph Hegarty, Prime Minister, was it all worth it? Was it all worth it? <laughs> Newcastle, more like more hassle, Pete. Alex NSFW, okay, everybody be nice. Carl gets here soon and he's changed somewhat. Glenn, if I can't trust you with an airport, you can just run the RAF. Prime Minister, the Queen is here. She's really anger. And Prime Minister, we agreed not to talk coronavirus. This universe has enough on. So, so thanks. Thanks to all those people. Those are your real I haven't names. heard the new ones. <laughs> those, are your, those are your real names. Um, oh. glad, I'm glad you could... Every time, every time, it feels like we're doing a parody of, of content creators who have Patreon <laughs> things and they read the names out. Every time it feels like a parody of that. But no, these are our actual Patreon backers. Yeah, that's their, those are their account names or what they have opted to be called um, yeah. in, in, in Patreon. So... Um, uh, thank you to all those people uh, keeping the podcast running. I don't know, frankly, I don't know why more people are, aren't doing this. Why aren't more people <laughs> yeah. using the fully all- fully allotted a uh, character limit character in Patreon? Limit. Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> it's only on our show do people use this uh, <laughs> to its full potential. <laughs> um, uh, Rosie, where can people find you if they would like to? Uh, if, if they would like to. Well, I guess you could... I don't really use any sort of social media except for my own personal Facebook, but if you wanted to see some stuff, um, you can find me <laughs> at at Rosie Terrific. That's R-O-S-I-E, Terrific, all one word. Um, I am going to be starting a new show soon with, with one of my <gasps> best friends. We haven't figured out a title yet, but we're going to be recording tomorrow. We're going to be watching Excellent. sports anime. Oh, that is you know what that is perfectly specific for for a yes. podcast so just so just 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 keep an eye on my twitter uh at rosie terrific and you will maybe see me posting about a sports anime podcast that i'm doing with my best friend Kristen, <laughs> who is not the same Kristen <laughs> out that i had on my last show they're different <laughs> Kristens. that's that's a lot of fun <laughs> the show that we were the show that we guested on but it was too hot for tv <laughs> it was too hot for tv and also i just completely forgot about it it's somewhere on a hard drive somewhere i know i I'm, I'm sorry rosie i will i will take to my grave the pride that we 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 ended a podcast <laughs> <laughs> we'll have we'll have you guess on, on a random episode of a sports anime podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so so, we so, definitely know loads about. So you can have yeah. no idea what's going on in the plot at all. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, thank you for coming on again. It's been great. I, I I love being here. Thank you for having me on again. So we we what what we, we end now? the show? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. So, <laughs> oh, so... Ha, ha, ha. where am I? Where are we? <laughs> What am I this time, Ziggy? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks like you're at the end of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
It was the easiest episode of Quantum Leap ever. Um, you just got to end this podcast. It's, it seems Ziggy like you've got to end this podcast Z- by reading out the Yes Very Clever Award. There's a 49% chance that you'll jump again if you finish this podcast. Yes, I I'm said jump, not that leap. I this, in the mirror and I was actually Scott Bakula. Quantum jump. I'm leaving this bit in as well, Tom. There's no way I'm editing this out. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, I sort of scared myself. I looked in the mirror and saw myself as Scott Bakula for uh, the bloody hell. Uh, <laughs> Who's that? European. Uh, so we end the show with the yes very clever award uh, this is the award we give out to someone who's given us a title based around uh, an existing title just had a little joke with it um not much we could do with it but it's it's a funny time um so this week uh, it goes to ed crawley who's given us pleading the fifth element <laughs> <laughs> pleading the fifth just element. just taken the title of another film just put pleading in front of it. <laughs> so that so this explains why lulu never speaks really that often She's pleading the fifth element. The fifth element was silence all along. <laughs> so, until next time, I've been Tom McGrath. I've been Matt Turner. I'm Rosemary. How are you? Remember who pitched it. Who pitched it?